Hey everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes to Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to teach you the four things every successful goal has in common. And then we're going to deep dive into some practical ways to work on them in your life. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. Today's sponsor is me. I've been really surprised at how many people who listen to this podcast have reached out to me about having me speak at their events. I love that. And here's why. Over the last 13 years, I've had the honor to help hundreds of companies like Nissan, Walmart, Microsoft, and Comedy Central at events around the world. And during that time, I've developed three big goals for your event. Number one, I want to slingshot your audience into the best year they've ever had. Whether I'm opening, closing, or somewhere in the middle of the event, I want to launch everyone out of that room with actionable, memorable things that they can apply to their work and lives immediately. Number two, my second goal, I want the sound team engaged and laughing. The sound team has heard it all. They have. And if I can make them laugh and learn along the way, the audience is going to absolutely love the keynote. And number three, my third goal, I want you to get text messages during the keynote. My favorite sentence to hear from you after I speak is, John, my phone was blowing up during your keynote. I'm there to make you look like a rock star, not me. If your boss text you during my speech and compliments you on how well the event is going, then I know I've done my job. Whether it's virtual or live, 10,000 people in an arena or 15 sales team members on WebEx or Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams, I'd love to help you with your next event. Fill out the quick form at acuff.me slash speaking to check my availability. That's acuff, A-C-U-F-F dot M-E slash speaking. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Successful goals are not easy. I would, I would never tell you that. Successful goals are always challenging. In 46 years of life, I just turned 46 recently, which by the way is still mid-40s. I got into an argument with somebody about that. Her name is Jamie. She knows who she is at a dinner party. And she said, no, you round up by five. And I round up what? No, 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 no. The way it works is 40, 41, 42 early 40s, 43, 44, 45, 46, mid 40s, 47, 48, 49, late 40s, 50, whole different game. But I think Jay-Z is already 50, so it'll be fine. But I'm 46. And in 46 years of life, and 24 years of those years being spent as a professional writer, I still haven't found a great replacement for putting in the work. I wish I had one. I wish I, maybe this would just be a single episode podcast where it'd just be like one episode and I would tell you the secret, amazing trick to accomplishing huge goals with very little work. I just don't think there is one. Goals take work, but they're not as complicated as we make them out to be. Every goal is based on four simple factors, results, actions, time, and motivation. I need you to know that even though this is not a video podcast, I just caught myself listing them out on my fingers as if you could see that. I I just did one, two, three, four on my hand. But the first one is results. The results are what you want to happen, what you want to accomplish, the finish line, the point, 
the thing you're going for, the metal, the number, whatever it is, that's what a result is. The second one, actions. What are the steps you'll actually take to make those results happen? As you look at your life, as you look at your calendar, as you look at your goal, what are the steps you're going to have to take to have that thing, that result come true? The time could be a few different versions of it. It could be a deadline. Okay, I need to do this by this time. It can be how long you work on it, but it's essentially your clock. Your clock is important when it comes to a goal. And the last one is your motivation. You might use the word passion, fuel, drive, your why. I don't, I don't care what word you use. The motivation is the fuel that gets you to keep working on the actions, keep spending time, so you accomplish the results. If you ever had a goal that didn't work, it just fell apart, you would start and stop it, you would get frustrated, you'd give up on it, it was one that you've kind of almost sort of done for years, I guarantee at least one, maybe multiple, at least one of those four things was out of whack. Now, if you ever had a goal that did work, something you just crushed, all four of those were present. If you want a successful goal, and it would... It would be weird if you wanted a failed goal to be listening to this podcast. Like if you wanted a failed goal, I guess, unless you were um, the band Garbage and you were only happy when it rains, like that was your goal. You're like, I love when I fail. I don't know anybody who's like that. But if you want to have a successful goal, you need those four components today and next week. I'm going to break them down with you. I love practical, actionable podcasts. And that's what my goal is with this one. All it takes is a goal. I want to inspire you. I want to motivate you. I want to get you fired up. I want you to run through a wall like the Kool-Aid man. It's always my favorite description of motivation. But I also want to equip you. I want to equip you to take some actionable steps that you can actually do. I don't feel like I've done my job if you walk away from this just feeling inspired, but you don't know what to do next. So I always want to leave you with a little bit of, okay, 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 what's, what's next? So today we're going to cover that first part. We're going to cover results. I'm going to walk you through how to figure out what results you need to have a successful goal. Are you ready? All right, let's go. A race without a finish line would be the worst race in the world, wouldn't it? You'd never know when it was over. You'd never know if you were headed in the right direction. And perhaps worst of all, you'd never know if you won. That would be really frustrating. That would be really difficult. That's one of the things that's so difficult about the show alone. A few episodes ago, I interviewed the producer of the show alone. And if you're not familiar with that show, it's essentially like real Survivor. And they put 10 people out into the wilderness. They have a handful of things they can bring with them. There's no cameramen. They're all by themselves. They have to film themselves. And the real kind of psychological trick to it is that the last person to stay the longest wins half a million dollars, but they never tell you how many people are left. So you're sitting in this lean-to, trying to not get eaten by a grizzly bear, whittling because that's your only form of entertainment. And you have no idea, are there four people left? Are there nine people left? Is there only one other guy? They never tell you that, which is essentially not telling you the finish line. That's part of why that show is so difficult. Results, in our case, are the finish line of the goal. So how do you know you've picked the best ones for your goal? Have you ever picked the wrong results? Have you ever gotten into the middle of a goal and thought, what am I doing right now? I don't even like this thing I'm trying to achieve. Why, why am I doing this? I think we've all done that at some point. I did that with YouTube. I might go back into YouTube someday because I don't know that you can be a modern author and not 
be invested in video. Like, I think I'm kind of like, what? The telegram is still the best way to communicate. Morris code is the future. Like, I feel a little old fashioned saying what I'm about to say about YouTube. So I get that. But it just didn't work for me. And I tried it for a year. I might, again, I might go back into it someday, but I tried it for a year and it just wasn't for me. The goal didn't fit me at all. The results were not great. YouTube for me had three fatal flaws. Number one, it didn't make money. Number two, it didn't fit my strengths. And number three, I didn't enjoy it. There's a bonus lesson for you right now. Let's, let's hide a bonus lesson, a little bonus advice in this episode. If you find yourself doing something that doesn't make you money, doesn't line up with your skills, and you don't enjoy it, stop doing that thing as soon as you can. I say as soon as you can, because let's be realistic. Like maybe right now you're at a job and you're like, oh, he just described my job, but I've got a family and a mortgage and cool, cool, cool. I am not of the ilk that says, quit everything, follow your passion. It doesn't matter. Just do whatever. No, 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 no. Like be smart about it. I want to set you up for success. But again, if you ever find something that doesn't make you money, doesn't line up with your skills and you don't enjoy it, stop doing that thing as soon as you can. Okay, back to results. Bonus lesson over. You want to pick the results that are going to give you the greatest shot of success. Cool. Choose results that are three different things. Three words, ready? Personal, inspiring, and specific. Personal, inspiring, and specific. So let's talk about that first one. Personal. Some of the saddest conversations I have are when I talk to college students who chased someone else's dream. When I give speeches at colleges, students often tell me, oh, my mom said I'd be a good lawyer. So I I spent the last four years preparing for law school, but I don't really want to go. Their mom wanted to be a lawyer, but that, that student never did. And now they've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars and years of their life down a path they didn't really want to travel. You can't spend your one precious life chasing someone else's goal. Your results have to be personal to you. Now, take your time with this one. Often the real reason you want to achieve something is a few layers deep. Sometimes it's not just right there on the surface and it takes a little bit of work. To get there, to kind of figure out what you're really inspired by and what's really personal to you, try out a few because statements. A because statement is when you take your results and you write because after it and put down your reason. For example, I want to start a side hustle because adding extra money to pay off my car loan means the world to me. That's a great because statement. Or I want to write a book because I've always believed I could be a writer and I want to prove to myself that I was right. That's a because statement. That's all you do. You write down what you want to do. This is the result. You put the word because in between the next idea and then you say why you're going to do the thing. This always reminds me of a conversation I had with Brendan Leonard, an ultra marathoner I interviewed a few episodes ago. We'll link in the show notes. He had a goal. He had interviewed somebody who was running a 5K every day. And he thought, oh, that's a great goal. I'm going to run a 5K every day. And he said he got a few months into it and was like, I hate this. This isn't fun at all. This is not for me. You want to make sure that your goal is for you, that it is personal. So try a few because statements. Why do you really want to do this thing you're thinking about doing? Why do those results matter? Why why is that something you're willing to pursue with your time and your energy and your life? First step, make your results personal. Second thing you need to do, make your results inspiring. 
When it comes to picking results, I like to use the Goldilocks method. I don't want them to be too big or too small. I want them to be just right. I realized recently that I use the Goldilocks kind of metaphor illustration often in my life. I call Nashville a Goldilocks city because it's not too big. It's not massive. It's not Atlanta. Like I lived in Atlanta for years and years and years. And when people in Nashville tell me the traffic in Nashville is bad, I always think that is adorable. That Our traffic is adorable. Sometimes it takes me seven minutes to get somewhere. Now, don't get me wrong. Has Nashville grown? I've been, I've been here 11 years. Has the traffic gotten worse in 11 years? Of course it has. Is it anything like Atlanta? Not even a little. Nashville's a Goldilocks city. Big enough that there's a lot to do, but small enough that it's manageable. But I like to do that with my results too. I want them to be the right size. So how do you figure that out? Well, flip to a blank piece of paper in a notebook. I'm a big notebook guy. I'm always encouraging you to use paper. I love paper. Take out a blank piece of paper and draw a horizontal line on it. Everyone in the world can make this illustration. This, you don't have to be amazing at this. You're not going to post this on Pinterest. Draw a horizontal line. On one end of the line, write the word easy. On the other end of the line, write overwhelming. In the middle of the line, between those two words, write inspiring. Can you guess where I'm going to encourage you to take your goal? Right, right in the middle. See, the problem is if your goal is too easy, like if your goal is too close to the easy side, you'll get bored of it, not grow and give up. I'm not great when I'm bored. I need a job. I need to be challenged. A few years ago, we were watching that show with Cesar Milan, the dog whisperer. In one of the episodes, he suggested that a couple give their boxer, they had a dog, it was a boxer, and he suggested that they give it a vest with a few water bottles to wear while they went on walks. Just a couple of water bottles that it carried. Why did he suggest that? Because that dog needed a job. A walk was boring to that boxer. It wanted to be put to work. It wanted to do something. And my wife, while we were watching that episode, immediately said, oh, that is so like you. You need a job. Same with Jack Russell Terriers, those little dogs from Frasier. I don't know if that's how you describe them, but it's how I describe them, the little dog from Frasier. Those dogs get really bored really easily. And then they cause chaos. You'll come home from like being at work all day and they will have hollowed out your entire couch. They will have removed all the stuffing and they're sleeping inside the hollow shell of your couch like Luke in Empire Strikes Back. And they look at you like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you know what I'm about. I need a job. You left me home alone without like a Rubik's Cube to play with. This is, this is what you get. There are consequences, Brenda. I think that there are a lot of bored people coming out of the pandemic. I think that there's a lot of bored people that felt stuck at home and working at home has gotten boring and being stuck inside has gotten boring and they figured out how to do their job and without a new goal or a new challenge, they're going to get up into some trouble. So make sure your goal is inspiring. Now, on the flip side, if your goal is too overwhelming, you'll get frustrated and quit in the face of such insurmountable. Insurmountable? Boy, I butchered that word, didn't I? Let's not edit that. Let's just leave that in. Insurmountable. The word insurmountable is insurmountable for me. How, how ironic. But you'll quit if the odds are insurmountable. If the goal is too massive, you'll never do it. I'm working with a personal trainer right now. I'll probably have a million CrossFit stories um, for you on this podcast going forward because I've done it 10 times. And I'm kind, of a, I'm kind of an expert now. 
And I was surprised how chill his approach was when we started. He kept saying, let's aim for movement. I want to get you moving. Let's test this. Let's experiment. I want to get you moving. Let's, let's aim for movement. And I was kind of like, no, 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 no. I need to be working out four hours a day for the rest of my life. Let's go. Like I need to be doing a thousand pull-ups. But he knew that if I ran into this goal that way, it'd be overwhelming and I'd quit that. So he helped me dial it in. That's something to keep in mind, by the way. If you find it impossible to figure out your results, hire a coach, hire somebody to help you. You can find an expert in every single type of goals. As you think about your results, make sure you pick something that is inspiring enough that it stretches you, but not so overwhelming that it cripples you. On your horizontal line, draw a star to indicate where your results currently are. If you came up with a goal for 2022 and you've got something you're working on, draw a star there. Where, where is it on that line? What would you say it is? Is it inspiring? Is it overwhelming? Is it too easy? How could you dream a little bigger if it's too easy? Or if your results are overwhelming, how could you simplify them? The third and final thing you need to do for your results is make your results specific. In general, general goals fail. That's a lesson I've learned helping thousands of people achieve goals over the last 12 years. If I ask someone what results they want and they say, to change my entire life, I know they will never finish that goal. Why? Because those results aren't specific. The more detail your results have, the easier it is to accomplish. The fastest way to get specific is with a number and a date. The number is simply a quantity you assign to your results. For example, I will lose 10 pounds. I will write five pages. I will declutter two rooms. The date is the best estimate of when you'll be done. For example, I will finish by July 31st. I will launch my podcast on November 9th. I will be able to park my car in the garage by February 14th. Valentine's Day, yay. So how do you do that? We do another fill in the blanks, just like the because statements. Just write down, I will blank some number by blank date. I will write five pages by January 30th. Fantastic. Now, keep in mind with an exercise like this, when it comes to being specific, that not every part of your goal can be specific. I used to think it could be. I think when I was younger, I was like, no, everything, you can put data around everything. You can just get really, really specific. And, and I think that the reality is you can't. I think there's some things that you can't be specific on. I mentioned last week that I've been reading this book, The Goal by Eli Goldratt and Jeff Cox. And it's a, a novel about a factory and how efficient they are and whether they're doing things right. And it's really fascinating. And one of the scenes in the book really challenged me. So the setup for the scene, because I'm going to read a paragraph from it, um, is the main character who's trying to save the factory has bumped into an old professor named Jonah, who's like the wise guru. And Jonah's giving him advice about how to really run the factory and really change his life. So they're having dinner in a restaurant. And Jonah says, essentially, your problem is statistical fluctuations. That is the nerdiest thing I will have said probably this entire year, statistical fluctuations. And you go, well, what's that? What is that? And here's, here's where I'll pick up the actual book. Jonah says, let me put it this way. You know that some types of information can be determined precisely. For instance, if we need to know the seating capacity in this restaurant, so remember, they're sitting in a restaurant. If we need to know the seating capacity in this restaurant, we can determine it precisely by counting the number of chairs at each table. So he then points around the room. 
But, he continues, there are other kinds of information we cannot precisely predict, like how long it'll take the waiter to bring us our check, or how long it'll take the chef to make an omelet, or how many eggs the kitchen will need today. These types of information vary from one instant to the next. They are subject to statistical fluctuations. And you can only really measure them with a range. So I think sometimes, and I talk about perfectionism all the time because I hate it. And I think a lot of people like me deal with it. Sometimes perfectionism, when you hear things like, okay, specific, you get kind of fired up and you go, oh, I got to make every single part of it specific. That, that's not the case. There are some things that all you can do is get them into a range. So make as many parts of your goal specific as possible, but also give yourself the gift of a range. If there's something that you need to make a range goal, that's awesome. Making your results personal, inspiring, and specific takes some work. But in time, those three words will serve as your true north. On day 14 or day 68, when obstacles are challenging or you feel lost, take out the results you're working toward and check your progress. You'll quickly know if you're still on the right path. If you've drifted a bit, don't worry. You can make small adjustments to get back on track. So there's the final question. Are your results personal, inspiring, and specific? If they are, awesome. You're, you're so far ahead down the path to success. Next week, we'll talk all about the actions. What are the actions you need to take to be successful at your goal? Thanks for listening today. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. A podcast about goals should have a goal when it comes to reviews. And our goal is 1,000 reviews. Every review brings us one step closer to achieving that. So thank you. Please make sure you subscribe or follow so that you don't ever miss another episode. I'll see you next week. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.